We'd like to dedicate this episode of the podcast to Jeremy Matthews, CEO of Dark's Data. It's with great sadness that we share the death of a much admired Adobe partner. After a short battle with his illness, Jeremy sadly passed away on September the 9th. His incredible integrity and professionalism were an inspiration to all those that knew him. We take this opportunity to remember Jeremy, the love he had for his family, long dog walks and enjoying the outdoors. We would like to offer our deepest condolences to his family, loved ones and colleagues at this difficult and very sad time. Our short podcast today is part of a series sharing experiences to support you as Adobe Partner Specialists on how to continually drive the right behaviours and activities to maximise your opportunity for sales success. I am Caroline Egan and today the title of our podcast is The Art of Great Customer Lifecycle Engagement. Customer lifetime value is an incredibly important metric in meeting your sales numbers. Leading on from the webinar series earlier this year, Learn how great customer lifecycle engagement is driving great ongoing sales success out there in the market. So our podcast will highlight some great experiences on how Adobe partner specialists are successfully landing and expanding customer opportunities. How do we make sure we maximize the lifetime value to not only grow initial sales, but to make Adobe solution stickier and to drive customer retention and loyalty. Practical ideas, tips and tricks from our guest speaker today on types of customer engagement approaches that work, including tactics and generally how really just to get organized. So overall, some great learning experiences to be shared. So to hear some experiences firsthand, I have a special guest with me today, Lydia Weber from Dax Data. Let me start by giving you the opportunity, Lydia, to introduce yourself, your role and your background. Thanks, Caroline. Hi. So I work for Dax Data. We are the Adobe distributor based in South Africa, um, in Cape Town. So just a little bit about my background. I've been with Dax Data for the past 30 years, obviously with having various roles within the company. And for the last 15 years, I've been a channel manager that's looking after, you know, all the regions and the rest of Africa for the company. So with that time span, it's given me quite a good opportunity to build a good relationship with my customers. And not just customers, the resellers, the customers. So just before COVID hit, we were given Adobe Sign to sell via the channel. Prior to that, it was always a deal done directly with Adobe and the customer. So when we got the mandate to sell Adobe Sign, I was asked if I would like to be the specialist head. At first, I was a bit hesitant because I was already looking after the channel for all the other Adobe products. So it would just mean that I would have to spend time upskilling myself on the product, learning the licensing. But it's given me a really, really great opportunity to get more involved with my customers. Great. You know, you're clearly already experiencing, you know, from what I've heard, some great ongoing sales success, which, which is brilliant to hear. Um, And love to understand more about how your approach, Lydia, is, you know, to ongoing customer engagement is enabling you to do this repeatedly. 
But let's start with how you initially engage with your prospects. Any tips and things you'd like to share there? Caroline, I would say the first thing um, I would say is to be very open and honest with the customers. So what my first engagement with a customer would be, would have the first meeting just to scope out what the requirements is. You know, what are they looking to achieve at the end of the whole process? And also to find any pain points that they want to eliminate. So my first engagement is just doing more of a scoping work. And then I would go into um, demonstrating the technology to the customer. And the way I do this is not through a, a PowerPoint or a deck. I actually do a live demonstration where I get the customer involved. So there would be four or five people on the call from the, the customer. I would actually send a document out to the customer and so that they can have the experience of watching me sending a document, how quick and easy it is for a person to send out a document and what they receive from being a recipient of to receive a document to sign. And once they see, you know, that it's not um, mind-blowing technology that they have to learn, it's quick, simple and easy, then, you know, they get very interested from once the demonstration's done, then it normally sparks into a session where, yes, they would like to test the technology. And that is where we would come in and say, fine, we'll set up a POC where we do all the onboarding with the customer. So we take the customer right from um, the admin console, adding the users, allocating the users, allocating the product. Then we sit with the administrators and working through the accounts tab, setting up the account so that it's set up of the first time 100% correctly and then we'll set up time with the users just doing a session with the users showing them how to do templates how to send in bulk um, how to track and manage the agreements how to replace a recipient so it's this is a, like the first engagement with the customer and I would say 99% once the customer has tried the technology in the environment it normally turns out to a sale because then it's already up and set in the environment for the customer. That's great. You know, I mean, I just think there are a number of things in what you've just said, Lydia, which are absolutely great and that I particularly want to highlight. You know, I think first of all is how you've upskilled yourself to give the demos directly. So you, you're becoming a trusted advisor immediately by showing them how easy it is, which is which is great. And you've, you've invested in that yourself, you know, to be able to, to do that without relying on anybody else within, within the team. Secondly, you know, how you drive the specific interaction with the prospects to drive user adoption by getting them familiar with the tool. As you say, it's not PowerPoint and you're actually sending them documents that they can use and they can sign and send back. So, again, they can see how easy that is. And my overall view of that, the third point, is that you're investing up front in all of these things because you're not just looking at that initial opportunity, but with organisations where you have your eye on the bigger customer lifetime value prize. So, you know, I think from doing these things, if you engage with them well to begin with, you invest with them, that they will, it will be a great opportunity to extend after that initial sale within the rest of the business. So, so once you've onboarded a customer, you know, like you've just talked about now, you've got them on board, you've made the first sale. What tactics do you then use to expand into other departments or personas? Okay, so once the PSC is up and running and it's running successfully in one of the departments within the organization, because you've also built up a good relationship with the customer by doing the POC and helping them, they feel that they can rely on you to you know, come in and help them with any issues. 
So once a PSC is normally set up, I normally follow up with the customer about two weeks, three weeks into the POC, just to find out, you know, if they've got any more um, issues that they need to sort out, are they happy? And 90% of the time, they are very, very happy with the technologies. And that's when I would ask them for a referral for a different division in the organization. And because they've had the experience where it's been so seamless to get the technology up and running, they are more than happy to refer me to the heads of various departments. Yeah, that's great. So I, I guess obviously particularly things like with sign, particularly like into HR and legal. Any specific examples you can share where that is working particularly well, you know, a particular customer opportunity where you've seen that seen that happen? Yeah, something recently just happened with one of my large organizations. Um, I've been working with an insurance company in Cape Town for many years. And, you know, um, being an advisor to them, they sort of trust me. So I know that they had uh, Adobe Sign. So I contacted the IT manager because I've got a good relationship with them. And I just asked him, you know, do you would you like more training for your staff? And he was actually pleasantly um, pleased that, you know, it was more of an after sales you know, saying, look, do you want more training? Can I help you any further? And then I asked him, you know, to set up a session. And what he did is he actually decided that he was going to invite five different business heads to the session um, while doing the, the training for them. And during that session, it really sparked an interest. And now he's got requirements from those divisions to get Adobe Sign rolled out into those five different divisions. So that is how referrals work within these organizations. That's just great, isn't it? Not only have you managed to extend the conversations in the five departments yourself, but it's a great win-win for all, I think, in that situation. Because for the IT director, it's the value then he's showing back to the business. He's bringing someone within back to his organization, to the business heads that he obviously trusts and he sees you as a trusted advisor. But he's showing that value back into the business, which is great. To the users and how they can then obviously digitalize and streamline their manual processes. So you're adding value back to them, which is great. And then obviously for you personally in engaging and investing your time with a with a financial buyer like an IT director who is acting as an internal sponsor. And this obviously in this case has helped you to, to gain access to more potential users for expanding the customer opportunity. So... I mean, I just think that that's great in the way that you've done that because it helps you with your agenda, helps the users with their agenda, but it's also helping you to help your sponsor within the business in showing value back to his sponsors um, within his organisation. So, yeah, I can see how that has worked particularly well. And, and what are the tactics and habits have you used to support customer lifecycle engagement that, that that's really paying off for you now? Okay, so... Because we've only had sign like two, almost two and a half years, so it was like a brand new product. So when we started getting inquiries, I made a list of every single quotation that that we have we have done to the customers that's ever been sent out to the customers, and I tracked those. So I'm constantly engaging with the customers with this list of you know all the quotations that we got, you know who the end user was. So that is one of the, the um, tactics that I use um, just to make sure that I can keep in contact with my customers all the time yeah and you know obviously you're, you're keeping a great track of that aren't you so you know when there's a good time to contact them and 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 leaving it a good period of time for when you know is best to engage with them correct and also with the renewals um as soon as an order is placed i have a renewal list as well and we contact the reseller 
about two months prior to um, their renewal date, just to tell them that, you know, your renewal is coming up. You need to start budgeting for it. Can we add on? Do you need any more licenses? Can we also expand to different divisions? So that's another one way with the renewals. And then also I keep a list. If we lose any deals, and I know we've lost it to a competitor, I've got a list. And also I contact them two months prior to their anniversary date. I give them a call just to find out if they're happy, are they satisfied with the technology that they're using. And we've had instances where two of the customers that went with a competitive product turned around and said, no, they would actually now relook at Adobe Sign. So, you know, also keeping a list of deals that you lose because you might lose it initially, but that, you know, you can always go revisit that and it could, it could turn into sell. Yeah, no, and, and clearly you're, you're showing your, your ongoing level of support and engagement, aren't you, um, by having that conversation again. So I think that always leaves a positive impact um, with people that you're talking to as well. So I can see, again, why why that works particularly well for you. You're doing a great job of nurturing those opportunities, you know, both through the quotation stage, as you say, and then also, as you say, through the renewal phase. So, I mean, I, I'm actually really impressed with you by several things that we talked about today, specifically your level of structure and organisation and your approach to investing in customer relationships. Any final words from you on how you've been able to scale your approach uh, and how that drives quarter on quarter success that you'd like to share? Okay, so I think keeping focus on the customer's life cycle is a big deal because a lot of people just would rather take an order, place the order, and then just walk away. So, you know, I, I take it as it's not just a, a sale once or sell. It's a lifelong journey with the customer. So I did speak about the customer that I had with the insurance company that I had additional five heads of departments in a meeting. Now, that, that could easily make up 20% of my quarterly target. And just recently, I've had four companies contact me that I initially had dealings with in 2020 to tell me that, yes, now they are ready to sit down and have a look at Adobe Sign. So it just shows you that it's not a quick and simple sale. Um, it, it does take quite a long time. So keeping focused, retaining the lists of all your customers and just being very honest and open with the customer. Because what I find is customers don't always know what they're looking for. Some customers might just only be needing Acrobat, some might be needing Sign, and some might be needing both. But to making sure that the, you understand what the customer's requirement is, I think that is very, very important. Yeah, yeah. And I think with that discovery work that you're doing, as you sort of mentioned briefly a moment ago, you're not looking at this as individual transactions. You're looking at this as a relationship. Um, and a longer customer lifetime value opportunity to you, which allows you to invest in those conversations. And and obviously you're monitoring well and nurturing well all of those different opportunities, the different stages that they're at, which is why, as you say here, you're seeing opportunities expanding, like in the insurance company, but you're also seeing people come back to you after two years ago of an initial conversation because you've nurtured them effectively. So I think that's that's great. And, and I think the, the way in which you've done that shows that the success is really beginning to pay off and, and, and the success that you're seeing quarter on quarter, which, which is, you know, which is fantastic. It really just leaves me to say, Lydia, you know, it's been a massive pleasure in talking with you today. And, and thank you for your time and thank you for sharing your experiences with the audience. Uh, I think there's been some great learnings today and some great 
um, information which not only is shared, but some great lessons to be learned and some ideas and best practice in there, which I hope will help um, other Adobe partner specialists on the call today. Thank you so much. And I absolutely wish you continued success. Thank you very much, Caroline. It was my pleasure. Thank you.